0: So tell me about you and your wife. How's everything going? How are the kids doing? Are the kids um, opening up to you? What are their challenges? What are they going through? What's some of the biggest challenges you're facing at work? So how's your thought life been going, man? Now, you see, these questions will be assumed as being intrusive. But if you're my brother and me and you boys, I should be able to ask you these kind of questions and then wrap it up with this. Now, all that stuff you just told me, Rao, you lying to me? You're a man of strong passion, a warrior of great courage, designed and created to conquer, to crush it in singleness and marriage to master fatherhood, finance, and health. You were made to reign in
1: life, gentlemen. Welcome to the Made to Reign podcast, where we engage men where they are. We empower them with truth, and we encourage them on their walk. This is a movement for all men to take hold of their identities in Christ. If you joined us for this last episode, I sat down with Dr. Joe Martin, and we got to discuss some of the stuff that he's doing over at Real Men Connect. And it was so motivating just to hear the fact that there are ministries, there are men who are just committed to getting you connected with other men, getting you uh, coaching, counseling, getting you, uh, just having that community around you and showing you how to put Christ first, showing you how to walk this way and walk in a manner worthy. And I'm so happy to have him back just on another episode to share with you. Gentlemen, please, 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 if you haven't done so, go back and check out that first episode But as we run into this one, we want to discuss, I want to discuss a little bit of the things that Dr. Joe has brought up in some of his podcasts that really turns me onto uh, this idea of being intentional with other men. You know, there's this idea that if I just get enough subscribers, if I get enough uh, followers, if I get enough friends on Facebook, and if I surround myself with this false blanket of security um, called friendship, that I'll be okay. That nobody will be able to see the things that are inside of me that are so vulnerable that I, I don't want exposed. But you know what? There's a different way. There's a way that demands intentionality, a way that demands time and purpose. And I believe that Dr. Joe is the best one to explain this. So gentlemen, please help me welcome back Dr. Joe Martin. Dr. Joe, how are you doing?
0: Doing good. Thanks for having me back, Ray. Absolutely.
1: And it's amazing to be able to uh to sit down with you and and kind of just pick your brain because it's not every day that I get to have a uh a, a man with a, with a lot of the successes that you have but also just the wisdom. Really, it's, it's the wisdom that I think that draws men uh men to you, men around you. And so today I want to see if we can pick up um almost where we left off last time in our in our previous conversation. You had said something uh that really intrigued me. You said uh, um, what is the one thing that every man wants, but is afraid to admit that he needs? And when you ask that question, and I heard it for the first time, I I, I didn't know. And, and one time <laughs> you even suggested, you said, is it a mute wife? Uh, <laughs> it, it, right? And <laughs> I mean, that'd be nice. And especially because I, I was going through it with my wife that day. So I was like, you know what? That actually kind of seems, uh, you know... That sounds like something you would say, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Not, not what my wife is listening. <laughs> <at least. laughs> and I no, wouldn't say around women. <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right. No. And, and it's not that it's not uh, actually complete opposite. Let's um, let's see. How did, how would you answer that question, Dr. Joe? Well,
0: it's, it's a question I ask men's groups when I speak at men's conferences all over the country and Ray don't feel bad. Most men can't answer that question. Right. But when I Tell them and I explained it to them. I was like, oh, so the one thing that every man wants, but is afraid to admit that he needs. I said, and it's uh, intimate personal relationship with another man, Mm. with men, brothers. And you should see the looks on their faces when I give them the answer, because most men don't agree with what I'm saying until I explain it to them. I said, um, more so than anything else. We're not talking about men, men need um brotherhood more than a wife. They need relationship with men more so than um a great job, position, status. And I said, and I can prove it. When I asked them, I said, um, when God created man, what well, who was the what was the first relationship that man had? They said with Eve. No. no. It was with who? It was with God. God himself. Yes. And guess what? God said, it is good. But then God said, but it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper right, suitable for him. But the first relationship was between him and God. right. And the way I get men to really get this is think about this. Every man wants another brother who he can be himself, be real, open up his heart share his struggles, his his, his his secrets, his mistakes, his vulnerabilities, his fears, his doubts, his insecurity, who he can trust and rely on. And when he shares the worst of himself with that man, that man will love him unconditionally and not lose respect for him. And wow. most men, if we're lucky if we find one or two in a lifetime who we can call that kind of brother. And the reason why we struggle with the answer is not because it's not true because God showed us it's true. God made man in his own image. Yes. And he had a perfect God created us so he can delight in us. So we can delight in him. Perfect relation. Here's the problem we have. And the key part of that, that riddle I gave you was what do we all want? We all want it because God built it in us. Yes. But I said, what? but we're afraid to admit why we're we afraid to admit it. Because as soon as I said the word, Ray, when you asked me the question, I said an intimate. Yeah, that's what I Yeah. Relationship with men. First thing they jump to the conclusion, that sounds gay. Yep. That sounds feminine. Absolutely. That sounds like you're emasculating me. And then this is how I bring them on a holy conviction. I want to, re- I want to um, mimic somebody who would say this to us, Ray. Ray, I want to have an intimate, personal relationship with you. I want you to get to know me better as I get to know everything about you. I want you to be able to come to me about anything. And I want to be able to speak to you without abandon, to have as close as a possible relation we could have. So I know that I can trust you and you can trust me. I want to spend time with you and be in your presence and I want you in mine. Ray, who does that sound like? Jesus. And guess what? And guess what we just now agreed? He's gay. <laughs> That's how stupid that sounds. Are you f- That's how we are as men. Oh, so all this Jeff. time he ain't told me Jesus was gay. <laughs> Because he is dying to have a personal, intimate relationship with me. That's how crazy we sound. You just got me in that trap. That, that was good. That tells you how much we've been influenced and persuaded and manipulated by the right. culture. Yes. Because I can tell you, even I don't know when this um, podcast episode is going to be released, but I'm getting ready to um, tomorrow to drive down. i tell you, I'm going, I'm going to Florida. Right. Going to Florida. I didn't tell you why I'm going to Florida. I'm spending time with a brother in Christ where we're getting, we're on, we're getting going to a condo that's on the beach. Our wives are not there. Um, our children are not there. Our friends, are, it's just going to be me and him. This is the same um, um, brother who led me back to Christ. And I'm known from now over 20 something years. And I'm trying to make sure I don't get choked up as I'm saying this, Ray. right? There's nothing. I can't tell this brother. That's awesome. Nothing. This dude has my back. Ray. I could have been part of the 9-11 attacks. This dude's got my back. He would never leave my side. And he's proven it for over 20 something years. And I've done the same. What are we going to do? Are we going to watch television? No. Are we going to be talking about sports? No. Are we going to be trying to do one up on how I'm better than you and I got more than you? No, we're going to just commune and fellowship together and enjoy each other's company and break bread together. Wow. And talk about what God has been speaking to him, what God has been speaking with me, how can we support one another? I am blessed, Ray, that I got multiple friends like that. But I wish somebody would say we're gay. <laughs> that has nothing to do with that. Yes. This is intimacy into me, you see. see? Yes. He's going to allow me to see into him. I'm going to allow him to see into me. And I'm telling you, I am so freaking excited that I can't contain myself because we talk all the time, but because he's far away from me, we don't actually get to physically see each other. I haven't seen him in two years, but I can't wait. Every man wants that, but he's afraid to admit, right? That he needs it.
1: Dr. Joe, that, that is the truth. Because even as you're telling me, I, I, as you're saying that I understand what I need to do to get there. Um, I feel like I've done it before uh, with my, with my mentor and my spiritual father and I, I get it. But to look at some of the men around me in my life that I might want to in, invite into that level, there's this fear. There's something that gets me going that, that just wants me to turn around. So, I mean, can you just offer, is there shortcuts? Can, can we just take a shortcut?
0: Well, yes and no. There's a shortcut to establishing those relationships, but the relationship is going to have to happen over time. So that is not a shortcut. Yeah. And what you're talking about, that that innate fear, I had it too. See, let me um let the men know, or whoever's listening to this podcast right now, know that I wasn't always this way. I grew up in the projects in Miami. I was a victim and survivor of sexual abuse by a man for three years. I was tortured. My dad abandoned me at the age of two years old. He wasn't there in my life for me growing up. My mom was an abusive alcoholic. Most of my friends were gangbangers, drug dealers, and thieves, and they were car- incarcerated. So you're talking about a man who didn't want to trust any man, and can you blame me? Right. If the is the first man who's ever told you he loved you sexually abuses you for three years, what do you think I'm thinking about men? You can't trust them. Exactly. So the innate ability, you don't have to be abused to reach the point that I reached. But there's a part of us that has been rejected, has been betrayed before, that's been judged and been shamed. So it makes us not want to put ourselves out there again right. to risk having a relationship only to see it crushed right in front of us. Right. So here's the shortcut to that. what There's, there's levels of what I call relationships. And, we, and you can see it in the church all the time. It starts out, I call it the level of fellowship fellowship. That's when you'll see guys come together for a breakfast on Saturday mornings. They may even have a Bible study. To me, I don't care if they've been going to Bible study for 20 something years. That's not a deep relationship.
1: Sure.
0: Now you may be developing a deep relationship with God, do your Bible reading, but you're not building a deep relation with that man. Because how many times have you gone to a, a men's breakfast or a Bible study where they're talking about, you know what I thought about, you know, leaving my wife, man, I'm addicted to porn. Man, they don't they don't go that deep. Right. And so you can't expect that at a fellowship level. So you have to start by at least having fellowship. Now, as you go to fellowship, you got to go to the next level, which I call is brotherhood. That's when you're willing to open up a little bit more about your personal struggles, about some of the scars of your past and maybe even some of your secrets. Now, a group that you can kind of you can relate to with, with a brotherhood bond is typically I would say a recovery group when it comes to church, Sure, when they're talking about their addiction. Now, I didn't spend time in the military, but my wife is a, a veteran. I would venture to say, and I know this is sacrilegious, that what men think they have as brotherhood in the military is not really brotherhood. Now, they say, because I'll die for my brother. that will make you my brother. Right. But are you willing to die to your fears to tell me what's wrong with you? Right. Are you willing to die to your shame to say what you've been, some of the nasty thoughts you've been thinking? when you're around women see the level of sharing dictates the level of the relationship. So it goes to, so brotherhood is the next one. That's why those men are more open about it, but even it can't stop there in order. To, then it's going to take the time part where you are now spending time, which is the third level, which is the deepest part of, um, a relationship with a guy, which I call discipleship. That's what Jesus called us to his last words. When he left the earth, wasn't go make more friends, right? Go find more brothers. He says, go do what? Go make make disciples. disciples. But you can't make a disciple unless you are a disciple. Hmm. So how do you become disciples? You do life together. That means you meet on a regular basis at least once a week. Right. That you're communicating with each other consistently and intentionally. That's how you get to that deeper level. And that's what has taken me years to build. So. It starts with an instant of you just having to recognize and admit, like you just said, right? I have some doubts. I have some fears, some insecurities, some concerns about trusting another guy. And I got strategies for all of that stuff, too. How you build trust with guys? because I had to do it myself in order now to open myself up to so many men. So I'm hoping that helps a little bit.
1: Wow. And man, I'm so appreciative of this because the thing that I want to immediately jump to um, in a conversation like this is, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I text my buddy. I I text him every now and then. Mm-hmm. Like I ask him how he's doing, what's up with work. And I send him a funny gif, you know, we have a group chat, right? right? right. Like we're friends, mm-hmm. like we're good. And then when he's having a bad day, he tells me he's having a bad day. Like that's pretty intimate. But I think what you're alluding to here is again, you can't run away from it. It's an intimate and personal relationship, intimate Ray, can I give
0: you an example? Yes, please. Uh, I'll walk through an example. Look, we'll use your because a lot of us communicate that way. You know, hey, how you doing? That kind of thing. Ray, this is the difference. And I have this is my network, my brotherhood. Okay. So, Ray, we're looking at you. Hey, sorry, Ray, what's going on? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Okay, Ray. Um, so tell me about you and your wife. How's everything going? Have you been spending time with her? Have you guys? uh, Last time we talked, um, have you been? When last time you took out on a date? How the kids doing? The kids um, opening up to you? What are their challenges? What are they going through? So I'm asking you now about your relationships right. at work. You mentioned my work is going well. What's some of the biggest challenges you're facing at work? Anything that's causing you concern, worry, anxiety. Then I'm going to go there with this, too, when I'm talking to you, right? Um, so how's your thought life been going, man? Um, have you been tempted? I mean, I've been struggling, man, with with um, lust lately. I don't know where it's coming from, right? What about you, man? How do how you deal with it? Do you ever have to deal with this kind of stuff? How do you deal with it? What's been what, what's been threatening your uh, sexual purity in your thought life? Now, you see, these questions will be consumed and uh, will be assumed as being intrusive. Right. Yes. But if you're my brother and me and you boys, I should be able to ask you these kind of questions and then wrap it up with this. Now, all that stuff you just told me, Ray, are you lying to me? Are you telling me the truth? Because I know now dude, do. Are you leaving out something Now I'll give you another chance now? Are you leaving out something. Are you underestimating the gravity of what you just told me? You said you and your wife, you had a little bit of argument. Are you really underplaying it or is it just not really that big of a deal? Because the enemy likes to come in, you know. Mm. I remember the last time I said it was not that big of a deal. And you saw what happened to me, right? I ended up in divorce, man. So you're not lying to me, right? Man, I love you, man. I just want, I, you know, I'm hoping, you know, I hope I didn't offend you. I, man, you Now, my friends, I don't even have to say that, like, right. they expect it. Right. They expect it. So, it is what's based on is the level of questioning, the permission you have. Now I don't ask that to every man that I meet, but the ones that I've gone from fellowship to brotherhood, at least the brotherhood, I can ask that question, that yes. level. And guess what? At the discipleship level, they expect it. We we they expect we expect to ask each other that question. I'm meeting with a group tonight of men. Guess what we're gonna be asking tonight? Tonight, what was your um quiet time like this week, Ray? How much time do you cho- Did you choose to spend with God? That's all how come? Next question I'm gonna ask. What was your biggest challenge this week, Ray? And what do you need to come? What sin do you need to confess? Let's shame the devil, man. Come on, bring it. What challenge in any area of your life? What challenge do you face this week? And what do you need to confess? To, uh, now it's not just me, Ray. We got other men We're t- in that room too with us on, yes. on video. Yes. And then I'm asking this all right. What do you plan to change this week and do differently, Ray, that we can hold you accountable uh, accountable to? Well, Joe, I'm going to pray more. Hey, hey, wait, wait. Come on now, Ray. Let's not play church, man. Pray how much are you going to pray? Who are you praying for? What are you praying for? Right. Dude, I just want to make sure you're going to do it. So that's why I'm asking you, man. So cool. I can't when if I say you pray, you may say grace and say, Yeah, Joe, I prayed this week. No, tell me, put your butt on the line. Tell me what you're going to pray, how you're going to pray, how often you're going to pray, and let us hold you accountable to that. And then what we're going to do before we get off that call, Ray, is say, okay, I know you had a rough week this week uh, this week, Ray. What can we celebrate with you on? How can we rally around you? How can we support you? Tell me something good. Give bless us all with some good that happened to you this week. I don't care how small it is. That's how you build relationships. and most men don't have that in there
1: I have so I have so much to 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 say about that. but real quick, as you're bringing that up, I'm assuming is this the the real men three hundred? Yes, it is. So would you mind just speaking on that so we can just kind of get a plug in gentlemen, if you need to head over there, if any of that sounds like what you need to do, what the spirit is calling you to do, please, please, please be obedient to the spirit, be obedient to that tug that's going on in your heart If your, if your heart rate is increasing right now, it's because you need it. Where can they find that? How do they get about uh, getting introduced to that, getting involved?
0: Well, they if they want to find out more about the program, they have to actually apply to the program, because as you can imagine, if we have that kind of sharing in it, we can't just let anybody in. Right. Um, we have to screen you. When I say screen you, that means I have to talk to you personally. Understood. Because I want to know your story. Everybody has a story. So I want to know your story, because when I decide to usher you in, Ray, guess what? The men are trusting. Joe didn't just bring anybody into this group. Wow. Joe had screened them. And because these men, as soon as they see you, they're not, they're they're not like, oh, we got a new guy here. I can't open up. No, they're gonna open up immediately because they trust me. That I wouldn't allow Ray into the group right. if I didn't think that God was calling him to it. But they can just go to realmen 300com That's realmen300.com and they can find out more about it but in essence it's so comprehensive I, I don't even have time to explain it to you but right. what i will tell you in a from a, a god's point perspective basically we've taken we've looked at bible studies we looked at men's ministries we looked at recovery and support groups and we took the best things from those Circles and we put it together in a program and we got rid of all the bad stuff from it. People say, How can a Bible study be bad? No, I'm not saying a Bible study is bad. Don't hear what right. I'm not saying. What I'm saying is that they ne- sometimes they never go below the surface. Exactly. Joe, what could possibly be wrong with men's ministry? That guess what? They come and go and you don't even recognize these people and they don't follow if they haven't heard from you. Yes. What's wrong with a recovery group, Joe? That, that's great. They're perfect. No, the problem is with recovery groups, people always come in there to talk about their problem and they identify with their addiction, not their identity in Christ. Yes. So we took the best from those things, but we left the bad things about them and we put them into a program. I'm not saying the Real Man 300 is a perfect program, but I can tell you and almost guarantee you this is better than anything you've seen out there because I've been in almost everything that you can imagine. I've gone through counseling for three years. I've gone through recovery groups for seven years. I've been a men's ministry leader of a Bible study and a men's group. So I know firsthand what was good about those things and what I didn't like about them. And so when I started my own ministry, I said, okay, we're going to just do, take the best of the best, even to the point that every guy that comes into our group, get, yeah, check this out, Ray, you assigned a best man.
1: Mm, I like that. We That's call it cool. the best
0: man, your best man. About when we got married, we can't even find our best man now. Yeah, a lot of times <laughs> that's, exactly, that's true. <laughs> so imagine now that you're going to be assigned a best man that you're guaranteed to hear from him every single week, at least once a week, at least once a week. So I've even taken the best for marriage, too. <laughs> but that there is, you go.
1: Exactly. Every man needs you the need best it. man. Right. Yeah. So as you described everything before, Dr. Joe, I, I was feeling something and I was reminded of something and it, Go with the remi- reminder. Um, I was reminded that I probably am not good at everything that you had brought up because nobody had ever shown me. My father was right. not in the picture. I grew up with a with a stepfather that really didn't know how to father me and and push me along in the along my way. Um, and then. I kind of just fell into what society says, hey, this is kind of j- just friendship. And now we look at a five, a five inch screen and try to find friends in there and we're addicted to that. And we, we're trying to fulfill this role that other people are supposed to fill with technology and, and connection uh, virtually. So I, I do feel scared, um, which brings me to the experience and the feeling that I had. As you described that conversation that you would have with a, with a gentleman, I felt like I was somebody who was placed on the edge of a diving board tw- that was 25 feet high. And there was a bunch of men in the pool saying, dude, let's go. Encouraging me to get in the water. Let's do this. You got it. Calling out to me. But I'm sitting with my toes clinched to the board And and just, you could imagine just the fear that's inside of a man. And I just, I know I just have to take a leap. I just have to go. What do you think about that? Is that, is that something that you hear in other men um, that they would, they describe it in that way? Would they relate to what I'm saying?
0: Oh, most definitely. I think you articulate it better than most men can. But that's exactly what they're feeling. Right. Um, I sense it in their voice when I'm talking to them. I can sense it. in even when they get into the group, into the Real Men 300, I can see that. Wow. I know I needed this and God led me to it. But I am so nervous. That's why when they first come in, we don't we tell them they don't have to say a word. They just have to show up. Okay. And we let them sit on the sidelines. Like you said, they stand up, but we don't even put them up on the diving board. We let them stand on the side of the pool. (laughs) You know, they can look at us jumping off the diving board, but we want them standing there so they can just take it all in. And then at the end, we always ask, "Okay, do you have any questions? You can ask any man in here any question you want to, anything you want to share. And even though we have these new guys come in all the time, pretty much they all say the same thing. Well, I don't have any questions, but I just want to thank every man for being so open, pretty much for jumping off the diving board. Yes. Because they're thinking, dude, you don't even know me if new guy showed up. I wouldn't know if I'd be sharing all the stuff you just shared and you don't know me. Right. And so they saw somebody jump in, but you also hit on another point. Um, I think that we as men suffer what I call an undiagnosed learning disability. Cause you've heard of ADD, ADHD and all this other stuff, but we have a spiritual learning disability and it's called a, um, ABT ain't been taught. Mm. And cause we weren't taught by our fathers. Right. Um, um, we weren't taught by a male role model. That's why I told you, I think in the last, um, um, time I was interviewed with you, I told you that when I met Howard Mintz, my mentor, his life demanded an explanation because I I was I never I never saw anything like that in a man before, right? And so I wanted somebody to teach me. So he taught me how to be a man when I was in my thirties. You're younger than that, right? I didn't become a man until I was 33 years old, man. Yeah. And so, cause I, I wasn't taught. So no, the men can relate. I, I know the men can relate to what you just said. They just didn't say it as clearly as you described, it. I'm going to start using that to kind of describe it because I think that's exactly how they feel. But my thing is then, you know what you do? You tell them, don't get up on the diving board yet. You stand on the side of the pool and watch me do it. And I will walk with you up that diving board and hey, if you need me to stand behind you, I'm here. I'm not going to push you. Wow. Because you know, we've had that happen too, yeah. right? Try not to push you in. <laughs> yeah. deep swim, <laughs> learn how to swim. <laughs> so, no, I will stay. And if you want to walk back down, I will walk with you back down from this diving board. So good. But I'm not leaving you. And so I think we have to show them and lead by example, not excuses.
1: I love that. Gentlemen, I really do hope that you're able to get as much from this conversation as possible. And please, please, if there is something that's going on inside of your heart, if the Holy Spirit is trying to do something inside of you, please be obedient to it. I know that this is something that we want to shy away from, that we want to run away from, that we don't want to uh, bother with because sometimes it's painful. It brings back the, the pain that we've had in our life. But I've heard it said before that if relationship is what hurt you, and its relationship that's going to heal you gentlemen Amen. if you want to get connected with everything that dr joe is doing over at uh, real men or uh, real men 300.com you will see that real men connect
0: couldn't say that better myself i maybe we maybe i need to hire you right
1: <laughs> taking these off and i'm taking on a new role <laughs> Gentlemen, until next time, continue to march. Gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the Made to Rain podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you want to go a little bit deeper, go ahead and check us out at madetoreign.org. Again, that's madetoreign.org. There you'll be able to find more resources podcast episodes and other videos that are just going to help you on your walk with Christ. Guys, all we want to do is engage you where you are. We want to empower you with truth and encourage you on your walk with Christ. If you want to submit some questions, I'd encourage you to get on Instagram at Reign, Send us a DM with your questions. I'm always asking our followers if there's any questions that they want to submit and we get them on here, guys. We've done a couple shows like that and it's been awesome. I love getting your feedback. Also, you can go on the website, find the questions tab and submit your questions there. I can't wait to hear from you until Until next time, continue to march.